You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 19. In this episode, I'm speaking to Shassi Love on how to grow your first million. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Jessie Love, who built a million-dollar business and now helps her clients do the same. She has written five books, had a TV show, created her own raw organic chocolate, and is one of iTunes' most download meditation authors. You'll find links to Chassis and her website plus show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 19. I cannot describe how excited I am to be here with Chassis Love. Well, maybe you just say Shassi. <laughs> we are here on audio and video and we've been known each other for a while. And just, I want to say, first of all, thank you for being here on the show in the first hundred episodes with me. <laughs> thank you, Sigrun. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to know Shassi when I was invited to join a mastermind group in the UK. Well, it's online, but most people in the group live in the UK and then there's Odd ones out, the two of us are not living in the UK and we're allowed to join the group. And I met this amazing woman who had, yeah, I was already a millionaire and, and I'm like, what? Who is this woman? And uh, I got very curious and just the more I get to know you, Shasi, the more I like you and love you. Oh, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I invited you on the show, well, on one hand, because I like you. And the other part was that you were already a millionaire and you want to teach people how to grow their first million. And I don't think there are many people who can authentically do that. So I would like to talk about this. I think I'm curious and I bet my audience is curious too, just about your journey and also well, what are the steps? So first, I would love for you to describe what you do today, and then we go back in time and, and figure out what, what where did this all come about and what businesses did you run before? Okay. So, well, what I do today is uh, <laughs> I am writing a course, which I'm halfway through writing it. I'm so excited. <gasps> good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking me so long because it's a course called Grow Your First Million Members Club. All right. So... <laughs> It's not a small course. It's my signature course. It's kind of everything I knew about creating a business online, which is what I was a specialist in, I guess. And I had a very ethical business and all my clients are really ethical. They're world savers, they're world changers, they're, they're healers, they're people that want to make a difference. And I absolutely love it. So it's like I'd retired and I was, I didn't want to do it anymore. I was bored. I'd, I'd outgrown the whole business, retired, didn't know what else to do. And now what I'm doing is I'm training other people to do loads more than what I could ever do myself, but in the same vein, in saving the world and doing all those lovely, you know, hippie things. 
<laughs> so that's well, what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Yes, and I know. And because I also didn't, you know, know you until I heard your story. So I think it's fascinating how you kind of build a business and then you sold it. So go back in time, the very first time you kind of, you build a business with your family, right? With your parents. Yeah. So what were you doing? <laughs> so, um, okay, I used to be a graphic designer and a graphic user interface designer and a worldwide brand manager. So my whole life I worked in design, brand and, and usability. And I had the option to be made redundant. And I was offered £8,000, which is what, $12,000. And I was like, yeah, I'll never have this much money again. <laughs> Self-limiting belief or what? So I took the redundancy and I bought like one of those really old clunky laptops. And I started just doing the same thing, design. But I decided to rent my house out. I was so ready for a change of scenery. Rented my house out and I went to live in Spain, stared at the mountains for two years, trying to figure myself out, think, what do I want to do next? And I mean, God, it wasn't even a midlife crisis. I was only 30. <laughs> Young life crisis. <laughs> Young, um, yeah, <laughs> teenage well, crisis. Well, hippie lifestyle or yeah. location independent, you could call it. I know, well, all those things, but they didn't exist in those days because this is when the internet was really new. And I'd written um, a really small booklet about my, well, it wasn't even about my raw food transformation. It was about, it was recipes that I was eating on my new, that I newfound raw food diet. This was like in the year 2000. And I was selling this as a book over this brand new software called PayPal. No. <laughs> nobody had heard of <laughs> And nobody trusted. Like, who bought stuff over the internet? How crazy. Anyway, then it kind of, it evolved. And I thought, I need to write a bigger book. So I decided to write a book that ended up being 100,000 words, 400 pages, and then sold like <gasps> 100,000 copies. And... I don't know why I do these things to myself, but I just, I like a challenge. I guess. So I wrote this book and it was called Detox Your World. And as I was writing it, I was recommending products. And I said to my mum one day on the phone, why am I doing this? Why am I recommending products and not selling them? At the same time, she's moaning about her job in a supermarket that she absolutely hated. And I said, why don't we get these products and start selling them? You know, because I'd already had this weird success with PayPal and my little booklet. Wow. <laughs> it was been sold all over the world because I had a blog. Like I was one of the world first bloggers. And I, so I had a blog from the year 2000 and I had millions of people following me. They were all buying this tiny booklet. And so, yeah, I went on to create um, this book, Detox Your World. And then I changed my company name to Detox Your World. And that was the beginning of it. And it was just the best, best ever revolution <laughs> because... You know, I discovered raw chocolate with David Wolf and we wrote Naked Chocolate and that changed the face of Whole Foods forever. You know, it made health foods sexy because before everyone was like all cabbage and carrots and then suddenly we were there with our delicious juicy chocolate and you can't turn it down. You know, your body is craving chocolate anyway because it's kind of in our consciousness. And so we just twisted everything around in the world with raw chocolate. It's just an amazing time. And so my company just went from strength to strength to strength. And I never worked in the office and I'm not an office person. I work at home. And so I have done like for nearly 20 years. So my mum was the firefighter, the person who did everything in the office. And my dad 
bless him, he left Planet recently. Um, he was director of big things. I wouldn't let him mess with the small things because he yeah. would fiddle with little things. And so he did all the logistics, the organic certification, the trading standard stuff, all the everything that needed a spreadsheet, my dad did. And my sister did all the kind of the promotions and she was in charge of all the packing. And then I had other employees as well, not just my family, but they were like a real cornerstone. And they allowed me to go off and do all the stuff I did, which was promoting the business and writing the books. I wrote five books in the end and I did a best-selling app, which is Sleep Easily Meditation, which is, it's on its way to a million downloads on iTunes. And and I have my TV series, which was kind of the pinnacle of my whole what? career. Wow, this is just going bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and that was just bizarre. It's just this man just turned up in my kitchen one day wanting to film me about something completely different. And he was like, oh, your kitchen's beautiful. I said, yeah, it'd be amazing for a TV series, wouldn't it? <laughs> so he went, yeah, it would. So I got a TV series as well. Wow. <laughs> so what are we talking about how long time all of this took from, let's say you're selling this little ebook over PayPal. How long mm. did it take until it was a fully fledged business with all these employees? Well, you know, people say it only took me 10 years to be an overnight success. It's a good saying. It took me seven years. So I did good. And that was in those days, like when the internet was really new and nobody knew what this kind of world was. So I was figuring it out all from scratch. There was no software. There was no Zapier. There was nothing. <laughs> we had to kind of, we had to do everything from scratch. So everything took a really long time. But I know like seven years would take us up to 2007. And that was after I published most of my books. And we were flying really high at that point. There was nothing that could touch us. There were a lot of copycat companies starting up and they were selling from the bedroom at a much lower rate. So we just called our stuff premium and hiked the price up. <laughs> yeah, we did a few other things as well, but we were in that amazing mega zone where nothing can touch you, that beautiful golden place that you are kind of in at the moment, Sigrun, with your business. And you just wake up feeling the best that you've ever felt in your life, feeling inspired and knowing that every single day you're going to make a massive difference to people's lives. Mm. So true. And you built this mega business making, well, <laughs> millions of dollars. And what made you then change? What was the next step for you? A few things happened. I had a boyfriend that died, which was rather inconvenient and put me out for quite a long time. It made me kind of wonder what my life was about and what I really wanted in life. And I was also a single mum. I'd been a single mum since 2004, running that business without a nanny, <laughs> you know, full-time breastfeeding single mum. And so, you know, no excuses anyway. <laughs> and then my parents wanted to retire and they were old enough to retire and they really did deserve it. And so I had the choice to either other managers in place or to sell the business. And actually my business was my family business and I didn't want to be responsible for managers that didn't have the same passion that my parents would have because then it would fall on me and I didn't want to be bound by that. I'm a, such a free spirit. I actually can't stand being tied down. It kind of makes me feel sick. So I had this choice and I took the choice to sell it. So we found a company that was going to help us sell it and they found one company that was interested, but what they wanted to do was dismantle it, get rid of all the employees and, and put it up in the Midlands. And I didn't want my employees to lose their jobs. You know, it all felt wrong and I was like, I got offered enough money for it, but it didn't feel good. So off I went to a Tony Robbins business event. <laughs> and, you know, again, you're in that zone of people doing really awesome things. And I'm standing yeah. in the queue. There's a guy there with a green smoothie. I'm like, well, I've got to talk to this guy. 
he was ever so young. So I got talking to him. We went to lunch. And by the end of the conversation that we had at lunch, he said, I'll buy your business. <gasps> wow. That gives and me goosebumps. <laughs> and he did. And wow. he did. Yeah. And weirdly, the other thing is like, I'm such a a stickler for writing stuff down. I think if you write stuff down on paper, it wears a groove in your own hard drive in your head. And so what I'd done, and I didn't realize this till I was clearing out my files, is I, when I started my business back in 2000, I had written on a piece of paper, I will sell my business by 2010 and have a publisher for all my books. I hadn't even written a book by that point. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from write, my little Write down your one. intention, you know. <laughs> You know, and I found this piece of paper and it was out by 11 months because I actually, I sold the business in 2012, but I found the buyer the year before. And I'd already had publishers, a publisher set up for my books in the States. So, I mean, I, I didn't even have the books. Like I said, it makes no sense, but this is why I always say write stuff down. And that was the story really, you know, from the beginning of it to the end of it. There was just so much magic because I was in the flow and I really believe in that magic, you know? Yeah. Well, we both believe in that and yes. possibly unicorns too. Uh, unicorns. Well, <laughs> okay. So anyone listening to this, like, okay, now she's built this amazing business. Okay. You walk away or you sell your business basically. And now you are teaching people to build their own business. So what would you kind of take us through that process? Like some people want to grow their first million, but they have just no idea. Like, how do you scale? Well, for anyone who is not making six figures yet, for them, six figures is just the next target and they should only focus on that. That's uh, at least the message that we want to deliver. But once you've gone over that, what steps do you recommend people take in the, order to scale their business? The biggest thing, Sigrun, is for people to get systems in place. If you do something and you're having to manage it every day, you're never going to be able to scale because you'll be bound and it'll be like having a job. So you might as well just go work for someone else and get holiday pay and sick pay and all the other things that you don't get when you're self-employed. So you've got to make everything into a system. And then all you do is multiply what you're doing. And I know that it sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds too <laughs> simple and easy. Too, too simple. I wanted a complicated recipe. <laughs> But this is the key. The key to all of life's treasures is simplicity. And so if you actually get everything put into a system and then you multiply the systems that are working, how is that going to multiply your money? How is that not going to work? That's it. So, you know, if I give you an example, I'm writing this course. Okay. And I actually don't want to make a lot of money on it. And you keep telling me off for this. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> I keep wanting to keep it small. I'm writing this course. Let's say when it's finished, it sells for $2,000. So I'm really rubbish at maths because I don't live in that world. But 2,000 times 10 is would be $20,000. So if I, I could make $20,000 a month selling it to 10 people, right? But once I've got into that zone of selling that course to people, all I would need to do is put another sales system in place to make another 20000 or more. So I'm just adding more systems. I'm just adding more systems, just multiplying what already works. That's as simple as it ever gets. So when I had my old business, we had 800 products. This is how we got 800 people. 800 products. 800 products, because it was a retail site. We had a loss leader, which is a product that's either the same price or cheaper than what you would pay for it. 
and that attracts people to your store. We had a loss leader as a Google ads permanently. Okay. So we permanently had Google ads running for loss leaders. People would go to the site to buy that product because it was cheaper than anywhere else they could get it. And there were eight, well, 799 other products of the same niche. So of course they're going to buy from me. And if they weren't going to buy, even if they did buy this, just this one loss leader product, I think I'll them on my email list forever or until they unsubscribe. So I'm constantly sending out new promotions to them. This is the simplicity of business. It's overlooked by everyone. You don't need to get that much set up. And what I'm doing with the Grow Your First Million Members Club is helping people set up their systems, making them solid so that they can run themselves and giving them kind of techniques and strategies so that they can do all their blog posts for a year in one weekend. So then they're not thinking about it anymore. You know, things like that, so that their minds are free to have these creative thoughts of how can I make this system work better or how can I multiply this system and make more money? It's simple. (laughs) And since it's so simple, it still requires, I guess, on one hand, risk taking, starting it all up, the upfront investment or belief that it will actually work out. And on the other hand, some kind of a consistency of just, you know, sticking at it Mm. or follow through. That's Um, exactly it. And that's where it kind of breaks down in most cases. While people are not willing to invest in Facebook ads, for instance, well, <laughs> or Google ads, yeah. how are they ever going to get traffic to their site? So speak a little bit to that. Like, how do you think you need to be, you know, ready to take so big risks? Or how do you kind of start really, really, really small? So I never recommend someone goes into business without either having a job or, or some kind of private income or some kind of savings first. It would be suicide to do that. It would be emotionally draining and it would be almost impossible. Like I said to you, it took me seven years to be an overnight success, right? Uh, It doesn't happen overnight to most people. Some people become stars overnight. You know, Nicole Arbor is an amazing example of somebody that's just become a YouTube star kind of overnight, but she was treading the boards for years beforehand and nobody saw the amount of work she did but her new platform gave her that springboard, right? So sometimes you can become really successful overnight or you can appear to be, but you have to know your craft. You have to be an expert in your field if you're doing a kind of service-oriented stuff, or you have to understand what your clients are going to need if you're going to be doing retail stuff. Either way, way, you have to know that it, it is Again, it comes down to systems. It comes down to getting every single duck that you've got lined up in a row so that you can then run your business effortlessly and you can then build upon your business. If one of your ducks is swimming off down the other part of the stream, like you're not paying for adverts, for God's sake, (laughs) like you're not doing content marketing, like you're not advertising, well, you're not joint venturing or you're not affiliating, then there's going to be some weak link. And it will be much harder to be successful. Not impossible. Some people do it despite all the odds and they do it all the wrong way around. But there is a system that works and it's a proven system that works. And this is what I keep teaching people, that you have to start here and then go there and then go there and then go there. And then finally, once you're established, that's when you can put the glitter on the cake, right? That's when you can really just do absolutely everything, throw the bunting out and go, woohoo, I'm here, look at me. And then they come. Yeah. And then they come. And then they come. Well, first, of course, you need a proven concept of something that sells. Like you said, it could be a $2,000 course, could also be a $100 product, or you said the lost leader, even a product that you're not really making money off. 
you know, like an online business or let's say in service business, I always recommend people have this little entry product. Yeah. I have, for instance, a profit plan for $47. It's worth a lot more, but why are we selling it for less? Mm. Exactly, exactly for the same reason you mentioned before. People buy it. They see the value of your product, whether it's a service or a product, you know, like a product you can touch. And they're on your list. Mm. And that's the value of it. Having someone on your email list is like having loads of golden eggs. It's like your email list is your golden goose. You know, it absolutely is. And every time you lightly stroke your golden goose, an egg comes out, a golden egg, and you can spend that egg on whatever you want. <laughs> That's like every time you write a letter to your email list, you get money and you can spend that money on whatever you want. And a lot of people say that email lists are dead. You know, there are problems because of what Gmail and Hotmail and Yahoo are doing regarding, you know, putting people into spam and promotions. But ultimately, the biggest and best way to build your business is by having a good email list. So what I recommend to my clients is they work on creating one freebie, get that freebie working make it work, you know, by doing content marketing around it and advertising around it, and then replicating that nine more times. So, you know, create the system first, understanding the system, get it working, make sure everything's fine, then creating it nine more times so that they get 10 times the traffic that they would have done had they have had one. It's that simple. And then once they've got loads of people on their email list, so much more of the other marketing isn't important. It's not important. The email list will supersede absolutely everything right now. It might change, but right now the email list is the most important thing that anyone can ever concentrate on when building an online business. So true. And then you can just ask people what they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you give them it <laughs> and then they pay for it. Yeah. And you touched on something there, Sigrun, because one of the things that people fail in with business is that they produce something that no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> we don't always know what we want. Like you said on one of your other podcasts, you know, no one knew they wanted a smartphone. <laughs> I have to say, apart from me, because I worked on touchscreen technology uh, years you, before you this. You knew you wanted an iPhone before Steve like, Jobs created it. Shrink that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people didn't. But what you can do is you can create an amazing survey just using Typeform. And you can ask your clients, what do they need the most help with? How do they feel they learn best? Like, do they learn best with video, with live training, with one-to-one, or with online courses, with written, with audio? What's their favorite social media? So you know how to contact them via social media. And many other questions that actually build up, not the product that they want, but exactly how they want to get the product. And when they've said to you that they struggle with mindset and you're doing business training, you do a business training mindset video course, right? When they say they struggle with mindset and you're doing life mastery training, you do a life mastery mindset course. That easy. (laughs) (laughs) You make it sound so easy, Shazi, and that's exactly the brilliance of why I wanted to have you on the show so that more people can see that it's possible to grow their first million. I know it doesn't sound very achievable when you're not making six figures yet, but it's systems. It's systems and scaling, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I was waiting for the seven-step process, but it's it. (laughs) Well, that's great, because that's also where I'm in my business. You know, I'm working on systems and just producing this podcast. That's a system. (laughs) You're so brave. (laughs) Yeah, yes. So, you know, I record a show and there's a process, you know, who does the next task and editing and the show notes and publishing mm. and the blog post. It's all a system. Mm. And yes, you're not 
directly making money with a podcast. It's only indirectly. But it's still a process that needs to be so smooth that I am not wasting any time on following up with things. It's like a marriage doing a podcast. It's the biggest commitment I could ever imagine anyone doing for content marketing. You can't just do it as a when, can you? But as you always do, Sigrun, is you turn things on the head. So instead of doing one a week, you go, all oh, right, I'm going to do 100 podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to do 100 webinars. <laughs> you know, And you have fun with how you create your stuff and people are drawn to you because you're doing things not in the same old way. I think a lot of us are actually pretty bored with the way that people are teaching online business training, online marketing. It seems so cookie cutter. And what you're doing isn't that. You're doing the things you're doing the content marketing but you're doing it in a completely different way and that's what's going to get you the attention and throw you into the limelight <laughs> and then i grow my first million by yeah. putting uh, systems style. i was going to predict the date then <laughs> when you said bye <laughs> Not there yet, but on my way. March 2018. Ooh, wow. We will be checking back and see if Chassis is right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the shows. I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you and as always, and I look forward to talk to you soon again. Oh, bless you, Sigrun. Lots of love, darling. Bye-bye. You'll find links to Chassis and her website plus show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 19. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.